Welcome to the Layer Podcast. It is your host, Leah LeRae. Today, I just wanted to come and talk about something that really had me perplexed. So sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a drink, and let's discuss this. for something that's relevant to our topic today because if you saw my last post um it happened on twitter i don't twitter is just a wild place for people to just express themselves um and i don't understand the the connection between homosexuality and men and using toys in the bedroom that doesn't make any sense to me However, we're going to talk about it a little bit today. All right, I found what I'm looking for. So, in the grand scheme of sex toys, any men who are in here, how do you feel about bringing toys in the bedroom? Like, is it intimidating? Is it weird? Is it uncomfortable? Does it make you think that you're gay? Like, is that a real thing? And I only ask that because I'm going to list the type of orgasms a woman can have, okay? So, of course, you have the clitoral orgasms, which is stimulating her clit. She has roughly 8,000 nerve endings there. Then you have her G-sprot that's located in um, the front wall of the vagina. Um, You have blended orgasms, which is where, you know, multiple erogenous zones are being hit. You have anal orgasms. You have deep vaginal orgasms. These are more so found um, closer to like the cervix, the cervical wall. You have a cervical orgasm. You have squirting. You have orgasms that can happen from just stimulation from your nipples. All of these different orgasms. Women can even orgasm when when they exercise. I know a couple. Um, So with all of these orgasms in mind, why wouldn't you want to make it easier for you, men? Why wouldn't you want to make it easier for you? Grab a toy. It makes it easier. She comes a lot more and harder. It's very enjoyable. But what does that have to do with you as a man? Like making sure that your partner comes? What the use of a toy? Does it make you feel like you're less of a man? And why? Why does that make you feel less of a man? Why does pleasing your partner make you feel like you're less of a man because you used a toy? The toy is not to think that, oh, because I use this toy, you can't make her come this way. It's so that you can make her come that way plus some. Think of it as an extension of your finger or your hand. It's an extension, that's that's all it is. Also, the majority of women, I think it's about 70% of women, uh, don't really get a full orgasm from just penetration alone. So with the assistance of a vibrator or an anal plug or a dildo or something like that, it actually helps her to reach her maximum capacity of an orgasm. It, it's, not make, it's not that you're less of a man, it doesn't mean that you're gay, 
Um, if you were gay, you would be doing these with a man. Then we could talk about like you being homosexual. But until then, I'm no, you're not homosexual. And I don't understand the the equation. I don't understand how they equate together. In my mind, this is just in my mind, if a man came up to me and he was interested in using a toy in the bedroom on me, I would assume that, you know, he was into me, he was into women, like in general, you know, in general. He was into me, he's into women, um, and he would like to please me in a specific way. He would like to assist me in making sure that I I come. But that but the notion that like you're or the feeling because there were so many retweets like I found the the tweet I went through like the comments and stuff like that and of course people were going back and forth but a lot of men were just like yeah no that's just gay Use, using a toy on my woman like that's that's gay but listen to the sentence using a toy on my woman is gay that means that you're having a sexual relationship with a woman that means that you're sexually interested in a woman. That sounds like heterosexual intercourse to me. Now, it would be completely different, right? If you were like, you know, using this toy on my nigga, using this toy on my guy or whatever, that's gay. You could be heteroflexible, sure. But there's a little flexibility within you know, your sexuality if you do use those toys on men. But using a toy on a woman, that's not gay. And with all of the types of orgasms that I just listed, to be completely honest, you need help. <laughs> like if you want your woman to have multiple orgasms, you want her to have like, you know, these deep, huge orgasms or whatever, you're gonna need some help. Not just from her, you know, not just from you, but you know, who knows? You might want to do like an anal plug while you are, you know, internally penetrating her for a blended orgasm and you play with her nipples. And now she has a blended orgasm and it's good and it's great and it's huge and she loves it and you love it too. But that doesn't make you less of a quote unquote like straight man. If you need to use lube with your partner, that doesn't make her less of a woman excuse me, a lot of times when you need to use lube, it's like out of necessity for trying something new. Like if you're new to anal play, please use lube. Please use, uh, please use lube if you're just now starting out on in anal play. Um, if she's not, if y'all are going for a long time and she's not as wet as she was in the beginning, use lube. That doesn't make her less of a woman. You know what I mean? It just means that she needs a little extra help. Just need a little extra help. And there's there's no shame in that. Also, a lot of the times when she's not as aroused and she's not as wet, it's usually because you're going too fast and she's not fully aroused. Um, I'm not going to say that you'll automatically know when a woman is fully aroused, but she will know. Like for my men, you may not know, but she will know when she's fully aroused. And a lot of that comes from how wet she is how her body feels if like her nipples are hard if you know some women they'll get like a goosebumps on their skin um their breathing will change even the way that they look at you um will change um and those are different ways to show that she's fully um aroused 
That's how her body, her physical body shifts from just desiring to be with you to really truly being aroused so that you get the sexual response from her vagina, her vulva, from her pussy that you're looking for, um, that she's wet, right? However, her using lube doesn't make her less of a woman, similar to how using a toy on a woman doesn't make you gay for my guys. Heteroflexible, sure, you could be heteroflexible, but that also means that you're using these toys on men. Like at some point, you're using these toys on men. And if you're never using a toy on men, on a, on a man, and you never interact sexually with a man or you know intimately with a man, using a toy on a woman is not gay. Even if that toy is like a wand or like I said, a dildo, it looks like a dick. Like it, it still doesn't make you less of a man or a homosexual your girl just might like double penetration and unfortunately you don't have two dicks so maybe she just needs a wand maybe she just needs you know an anal plug and you keep it you keep it pushing you keep it moving and now she can have the huge orgasm that she wants that you want that everyone wants and everyone can be happy and pleased and because she is happy and pleased and turned on that also helps you as well it's a give and take like it's a give and take and I just don't I don't I don't get that I just don't understand it and no one has yet to kind of come in and say anything as to how men could equate using sex toys in the bedroom as homosexual so I'm just gonna pat myself on the back that my following also doesn't understand it <laughs> it's so we can be confused together because <laughs> I I don't understand it um also i've been seeing a lot of stuff in social media about like people just like rushing into sex it's more so women like telling their stories um and a few men like here and there will tell their stories about um like rushing into things and they just weren't into it they didn't like it it was like oh, it was a waste of time guys 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 why what is the rush what is the rush into sex and i mean this is not to say that if, you know, a quickie is what you need, if like, you know, having it fast and hard, that's just what you need, that's just what you like, that's what you prefer. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. In the grand scheme of things, though, there's a, a roadmap to combustion <laughs> to get to where you want to get to, even if it's a quick session. There was still a roadmap. It was still on your mind. There was still a, a, a plan, so to say, in your mind that that's something that you wanted to do. Even if it was, you know, you and your partner, y'all were out at the park and it was just like a quick, you know, look that you guys give each other. And it's like, mm, we could dip off right here really quick. Even that is like a plan that builds up the anticipation to get to that point where you guys can get to each other and have sex or have the intimate moment wherever you would like to have that intimate moment. But I just don't get the rush. Like, and I guess this is just me when I say I don't get the rush, right? I don't get the rush because in the grand scheme of wanting your partner to be fully aroused, and this is in the this is speaking as a woman, as a black woman, for um black women like me, because not every black woman likes sex in the same way that I do. But if I know that to be fully aroused I kind of need like a, a slow burn. So for all my slow burn folks, you know, this is for you. Um, and for other people, 
who were on a date, like a first date, whatever, and you just feel the need like, well, we went on a date, so I guess we can, you know, have sex. I just feel like if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. It's just a no. Like, no, I'm just not going to do it. Absolutely not. I'm just not going to do it. But like rushing into things to the point where you didn't enjoy yourself, why do that? When you could slow down, you could take time, you could take space for each other to enjoy one another and to be fully aroused, to be just fully engrossed with your partner so that you guys can have fun. That's also partially why I like when people say, oh, we plan sex. (laughs) Not saying that, you know, you have to plan every single one of your sexual encounters, but I love to hear when people say that they plan like sex with their partner. Because to me, that sounds like, damn, y'all picked a day or two days, however many days y'all need or a time. I don't care. But y'all pick like a day. So like Friday, that's the day that we're just going to go at it. And that's what you think about all week. All week, you think, oh, if I can't wait to get to Friday. What are we going to do Friday? We're going to go out. We're going to go to the movies. Are we going to have a night in? Like, what? Are, how are we going to play this stuff? Am I buying new lingerie? Like, is he, you know going to get like his his nails done or whatever you know because yes fellas please go get a go get a manicure go get your nails cut get a manicure please make sure they're clean and file and buff under them things we don't want any type of collateral damage (laughs) we would like to avoid that in any possible means but I just think that when people plan it or even like if I'm at work he's at her he's at work and he sends a quick text like you know later on tonight 8 9 10 p.m that's what we doing i'm doing you tonight like we doing us tonight like that's what we're doing i think that that's beautiful when people take the time to to slow down into sex now when you choose to have sex with your partner depending on if y'all just started dating or whatever having sex on the first night i don't care none of that stuff means anything to me so when i say rush into sex i'm not talking about like oh wait how many months how many days or whatever I don't care about none of that. If you want to have sex on the first night, I don't, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter to me. But in the grand scheme of sex, sometimes, even if, and I keep looking at this picture that I have in my room, um, that reminds me of that, of that kind of slow down as much as we like rush or we're rushing into something, even if it's like a quickie, you know what I mean? So we're having a quickie, we're having a moment, um, And that pause to just like look at each other or just like a a good, slow, like deep, intimate kiss, even in a quickie, that's stretching it out some. That's kind of the slow burn that I'm talking about. It doesn't always have to be a slow burn. It doesn't always have to be something that's long and drawn out. No. But when you take time to just have those pauses and those intimate moments of, you know, a good slow kiss or he's caressing um, you or, you know, she's caressing him and just giving each other time to explore for a little minute, even if you only have like 10 minutes, that still adds to the arousal factor. That still adds to like how into this I'm going to be, which also can lead to how great I'm going to come later. (laughs) same for you but I just feel like if people learned more of the art of like seduction I feel like it would be dope because there's an art to it I feel like sex is 
a a performative art and it should be seen that way so it should be studied it should be looked into you should ask all of the questions you should try all of the things under the sun that you are comfortable with trying you and your partner are comfortable with trying or just you by yourself if you're into you know different things and you want to try them out for yourself um i feel like it should be studied and looked into and looked at curiously I think of of Curious George. Whenever I say the word curious, I think of Curious George. And I say Curious George because Curious George was into everything. He was into everything, doing everything, wanting to be wherever, do whatever. He wanted to be in everything. And yeah, sure, he ended up in some places he had no business, but he learned his lesson. He learned what he did and didn't like and where he should and shouldn't go. And he kept it pushing. He kept it moving. And that's how it should be in sex. Take time to learn. Take time to explore. Toys included. <laughs> because there are some toys for her and for you, guys. And who knows? You might find a toy that you like. That she can use on you that you like. Because like I said before, it's all about a give and take. It's not a one-sided thing. So as much as using toys may be different or maybe may feel like uncomfortable at first, um, one, talk to your partner. I'm big on communication with adding new things or adding anything to the bedroom, right? Talking to your partner, making sure that you're comfortable. And if you're not comfortable, why? Um, so you guys can take it slow, take it easy. It doesn't have to be, you know, full throttle. It just doesn't. <laughs> it just doesn't. But talking to your partner, seeing what they like, what they do like, what you guys would like to explore. If you would like for your woman to have a anal orgasm, but you know your thumb is not going to do it, a small plug, that might be it. Also, less work for you. Now you have another hand that you can use, one to hold on with, and one to scratch her back, one to hold her breast, like slap her ass. Like the, Now you have more ways to, to please her, to please yourself, to enjoy yourself. That's why I say toys are an extension. It's not about, you know, being intimidated. It's an extension. No, you will never be able to vibrate on your woman's clit or on your spouse's clit like a vibrator can. No. And guess what? You're not supposed to. <laughs> That's why the toy is there. You're humanly, it's, it's humanly impossible to do that. And if you can do it, um, you need to hit up the Guinness Book of World Records because I feel like that should be one. But um, <laughs> But you're not supposed to. And that's okay. It's perfectly, perfectly fine. But yeah. Um, using toys on your partner, it's it's a beautiful way to unlock different ways of pleasure. And that's the point. That's the point. Even if it doesn't lead to an ultimate, an ultimate orgasm, it can lead to ultimate pleasure. Because that is a thing. Every sexual encounter, and I know a lot of women have been talking about this here lately, and it may also be because I'm more aware of certain conversations too, um that women are talking a lot about like, oh, I didn't, I didn't come, I didn't come, I didn't come. I need to orgasm, I need to orgasm. Here's the, here's the thing. As much as, 
I want to say like, yes, you need to come. Like you should come. You deserve to come because you do. For all of my ladies, you deserve to come every single fucking time you have sex. Okay? Every time. Right? However, just because you didn't come does not mean that you were not pleased. You can orgasm. You could come and not be pleased. Because ultimately, your orgasm is a sexual response. But the way in which you are pleased that's in your body that could be from you curling your toes that could be from you know the way in which you gripping the sheets that could be how you feel in your body how you feel in your in your you know in your chest like is your chest full and swelling and you can tell that like you're becoming overwhelmed with pleasure that's the key that's the key if you are pleased i mean thoroughly pleased that's what you want and if it leads to an orgasm, even better. That's how it should be, right? You desire to have sex with someone, you're fully aroused, and as you guys are having sex, you guys are in your play session or whatever the case, and you're thoroughly pleased from like the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, and then you come, fireworks, lovely, great, we love that, and we want more of that, yes. But sometimes for people who like, for instance, edging, People like edging, right? And when you're edging your partner, that literally means that you bring them to a point of pleasure that is so close to that orgasm that they feel like they're about to come, and then you stop. And then you build that whole process up again. You play with them, you play with them, you entice them, all of this stuff to where they feel like they're about to come, and then they stop. People will do that, and they could last from 10, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, two hours to a week and they don't come they don't not yet now eventually yes you build up that suspense again and you allow them to come yes however there's a pleasure in the edging process where you don't get to come it's bringing you to that point of pleasure seeing what all brings you to that peak point right before you come and that within itself is enough pleasure for some people until of course it's time for them to actually have their orgasm and also edging can help for a more intense orgasm too so for my women when you're in your self-cultivation practice and you're pleasing yourself you're pleasuring yourself with a toy or using your fingers or whatever the case edge yourself a little bit now what i will say is if you start learning how to edge yourself it may take you i'm not gonna say it may take always take you a little bit longer to orgasm however it will help you in your longevity in the bedroom as for men you can edge yourself as well when you're at your self-cultivating practice um, whether you're using a flashlight or whatever the case or using um, your hands edge yourself make yourself last longer that way you can last longer in the bedroom i also don't think that men realize that like you can last longer in the bedroom like, it's not a, oh, well, if I go ahead and rub this first one out, then the second one will last longer. Your first one can last long, too. Not just your second one. But that all comes into play with how you pleasure yourself in your own time and own space. Um, I think, who was I talking to? Oh, dang. It was one of my good friends. Um, Oye, he had a room. It was a long time ago. 
it was months and months ago and one of the men who's um, a sexologist he was talking about um how the majority of men actually only play with themselves for maybe like two to five minutes like real quick rub it out done and we move on and then they wonder why in the bedroom they keep having to like pull out of the pussy rearrange move all that stuff like a whole lot it's because that when they play with themselves it's only like five minutes long so that means that when you're into it and you're going and you're moving for your five minutes like that's your max before you come so then you got to pull out you got to move her around you got to do something different whatever whatever whereas if you please yourself in your private time and say so you stretch it from a set of five minutes you stretch it to like seven and then if you get to seven minutes and you stretch it to like 10 and if you get it to 10 minutes you get it to 12 so on and so forth right so then on your first nut for my fellas you go in that means that instead of having like a five minute window and then having to move and shift and jive or whatever now you have like a 15 minute window and then you can move and whatever the case and then you have another 15 minute window and so now instead of just having like a 10 minute session now we have like a 30 minute session and for my women a lot of women they last a lot longer or they expect sex to last a long a lot longer um because in the way and how long it can take for us to be fully aroused and comfortable enough to orgasm so now if you have a 30 minute window she has a 30 minute window now we can talk about like that cutesy little mm, coming together and all that cute shit right now we can come together and it's beautiful or if you know that her max window, when she comes, it takes like 30 minutes. And you know that your self-cultivating practice, when you please yourself, you can last 15 minutes. If you attempt to learn how to stretch that out to like 35 minutes or 40 minutes, <laughs> now you can make her come and she looking at you like, oh, you still going? Or even if you know that her window, it takes her 10 minutes to come. And if you hit that 15 minute window and you're still going and you're still moving, and then you get the whole conversation of, oh, hey, you get the whole conversation of, you know, a girl, he had me tired. Like, I know fellas love when they girls be talking to them, like in their group chat. I don't know if this is a question, but let me see. What is this? Mr. Reader 432 said, I found that not self-pleasing myself at all makes me last longer. I quit about three years ago. Yes, that can also help. Um, semen retention is what that is. And yes, that can, that can help. Um, yes and no. And I only say yes and no because I, I understand both sides of the coin um, where I know men who attempted to um, do like semen retention, um, not pleasing themselves and on one end of the coin yes it helps them to last longer um, and they are able to still be able to please their partner for longer amounts of time um, and then I have other men who have tried semen retention and as soon as they get back into the process of like um, having sex regularly um, they quit they, they nut quick so I really think it depends on the person. Something that I'm learning more and more, and maybe this may change the longer that I learn or I'm in the industry or school, whatever. Um, I keep wanting to go back to like sex is very, very contextual. So 
what works for you may not work for the next person. And so when I was learning about semen retention, that came up a lot for me. Um, so, eh, it really depends on the person. But yes, it can work though. It can work. Um, a lot of the men who I know that it does work in that fashion, where if they do practice semen retention and they are like consistently having sex, um, they have found that they find more pleasure in sex because they are um, not pleasing themselves on a regular basis, like alone. They find even more like pleasure and arousal in being intimate with their partner um, because they've withheld themselves. Um, I also think that when people are celibate um, for a certain amount of time, I think that happens as well. Like you find deeper uh, pleasure and long lasting um, pleasure in that too. So yeah, I definitely agree that it can work from person to person. I do, I do, I do. But yes, um, I, I think that a lot of people miss the small things when it comes to sex. And when I say small, I mean like using your hand for my fellas or for my thems, theys, and homosexual lesbian women. Um, and I, you know what? I don't even want to include my heteroflexible or homosexual women because I feel like they get this. <laughs> I feel like they understand this. Um, using a toy, taking a moment to pause and just enjoy your partner for a moment or just enjoy if you have a toy, you have a vibrator, you put it on her clit and you just watch how her body changes, how she reacts to it. And just notice those things and enjoy that moment. And then you can, you know, go back to what you were doing. You could take the vibrator off. You can go back to, um, you know, anal stimulation or whatever in the fuck you feel like doing that day. Um, but there's there's no reason to, to fear toys. Um, I think that also a toy can help you, for my guys, uh, last longer too because it's not all up to you <laughs> you have help so use the help that has been given to you okay just use the help it's fine because i promise i promise we will thank you because ultimately all we really want is to come i have talked to y'all about the orgasm gap before for my heterosexual women who only like to do with men 40% of us are not having an orgasm at all, okay? So, or having an orgasm consistently. So, I would like us to bridge the gap. And bridging the gap may also include some toys, okay? Because, like I said, internal stimulation, internal penetration a lot of women don't come by that alone a lot of women need something else that's the reason why when a woman when she's riding a man there are certain ways in which she'll ride her guy to where her clit is being stimulated because she's wanting that extra stimulation so that she's able to get closer to her orgasm i know that does nothing for guys and it's usually like a rocking of some sort and I know that does not much for guys. 
because she's not doing it all for you <laughs> she's doing it for herself too because she wants she needs that additional stimulation so yes what would be great is if like she's riding you or whatever and you have your hand like right there on her clit that extra stimulation right there helps bridging the gap one technique at a time <laughs> i just i just want everyone to nut and be happy and be pleased that's all i be wanting y'all i don't want a whole lot I don't want a whole lot. I just want people to orgasm and be pleased throughout the entire time and enjoy it and do it again and again and again and again. And if that means that fellas get the fuck over using a toy because you're having sex with a woman, so that does not make you gay, go buy one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Or, or, or make it a cute date night. Like y'all go out to eat or something real cute and then y'all could go to a sex shop together and pick out toys pick out the things pick out the things ask questions to the person who's working there um i'm a big um water-based lube girl so i'm gonna suggest water-based lube for the other peoples in the room um make it a cute date night go out pick out things go look at things hell find some things that you think are ridiculous and laugh at them and then go find something else that you like and then go buy it and then go try it because now you've eaten and if you had a couple of drinks you're a little buzzed and now you have a toy and it could be real cute it could be a whole moment i'm very pro that y'all should do it i can't do it right now but you know Y'all should go do it. And and tell me how it goes. Tell me how it goes. If it was fun, if it was weird. Like, also sex can be funny. Sex is not, it does not have to be so serious all the time. <laughs> when you try new shit, it may be weird. You may try it, you may get there and be like, uh, I don't like this. Now it's a funny story for later. Like, babe, do you remember when we, we tried to do that shit? <laughs> now it's a funny story. Trial and error. Find what works. And getting over the fear of toys for my guys. Please do it. Please do it. Like, y'all want y'all girl to be... Because I've heard men say this about their women. Like, I want her to be tired, just worn out, you know, sweating, just ready to go to sleep. She needs snacks, all this shit. Like, I want her to be exhausted. Now, I'm not saying that your dick ain't it. I'm not saying that because it may be. I don't know, okay? That's none of my business. However, what I do know, to make it easier on you. Like, I want... I. People love to throw around like lazy. I don't think lazy is a thing. I think that it is finding the best, efficient, and effective ways to get to where we need to go. If you want your partner to be exhausted, then guess what? Let's make it easier on you. Grab a toy. And just add it. Real easy. Just add it. You're down there anyway you're down there anyway you're touching on her anyway like you're kissing on her anyway so add a toy there's and if it's anything that needs to be inserted um lube don't be afraid of lube 
Lube doesn't mean that you did not arouse her enough. Lube helps so no one gets injured. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants any injuries. We want to have fun, safe, consensual fucking. That's what we want. So it doesn't it doesn't have to be scary. And if it is scary, talk to your partner, talk it out or talk to a therapist. As much as I love being a sexuality and sensuality empowerment coach, as love as much as I love like working in sex and learning about sex and stuff like that, I understand my lane and I am not a sex therapist. However, I can point you in the direction of a couple sex therapists that could help you unpack why you are afraid of toys. Because it and why you think that your fear of toys and you not using toys also means that you are homosexual as a man, even though you're using it on a woman. I can point you in the direction of a good sex therapist. I sure can. And that might help you out. Because that is, that shit weird. That don't make no sense to me. At all. At all. But it's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to explore. You're supposed to be curious. Um, This is not an ego thing. This is not to like boast and brag about, you know, if you made her hurt or whatever. Like, Why do you, fellas, I'm asking these questions to you because these are the only types of people that I hear saying these things. Now, if you have heard otherwise from other people, then so be it. You can drop it in the comments real quick and let me know that other people say these things. As far as me in my house, I only hear this from men. Now, I understand soreness, right? So you have sex with your woman, um, your partner, whoever, and like they're sore after. That makes sense to me because that means that there are muscles and things that have been contracting long enough and there's been a serious workout. And so now that we're sore, we need to kind of stretch and relax some. That I understand. But why do you want it to hurt? Why do you want the sex to hurt? It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Um, it's not necessarily a good thing for you to be ramming up against a woman's cervix. Or a femme presenting person's cervix, period. That's not a good thing. That shit hurts. That can lead to bruising. That can also lead to further damage. And we kind of need that. I just don't... I, I don't want sex to hurt for people. And if it does hurt, lube is a thing. Also, there are certain oils and stuff that you can use... Um, for my ladies that you can use to help like stretch and work out and relax your muscles that are within your vagina and around like your vaginal opening. Um, I was going to say Kegels, but that doesn't really help that much when it comes to alleviating pain. Um, That just helps with like working out the muscles. Um, But as far as my fellas, like you don't have to ram your girl's cervix for her to feel it. She feels you. I I to all that is holy. I promise you she does. Like, it doesn't need to hurt. You don't have to, like... Or... (laughs) I'm so sorry. Or, when you're about to have sex with your woman or you're about to have sex with your partner and you notice that when you attempt to enter her vaginal canal, 
it's like not happening like dang she not wet enough and so you like try to force it in that shit hurt why do you do no that shit hurt no and no that does not mean that you get to spit on my pussy either and think that it's lube you could just go get the lube that's on the counter or 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 instead of rushing into things you could slow down and you can eat my pussy you could just eat her and then there you go because now not only have you stimulated my vaginal canal you have also stimulated my clit therefore we are getting closer to a blended orgasm mm -hmm. and that's what we want that's what we like I, and that makes me laugh. And it makes me laugh because I used to think that that shit was okay. I used to think that shit was okay. I used to do it. And then the longer that I just stayed curious, I stayed in my curious George bag and I was asking questions to different people, different girls, different women. And they were all say the same thing. That shit hurt. Like, I don't like it, but you know, he gets it in there so it's fine. Or they get it in there so it's fine. Like, whatever. That shit hurt. That is not okay. Like, that type of friction and pulling, that's uncomfortable. Nobody, what? No, we could just, you could just eat my pussy or you could just grab some lube or, you know, we could find something else to do. At this, instead of rushing into this, I don't know, maybe we just need, we just need a little more, I just need a little more kissing, your spouse just need a little more kissing, some more rubbing, touching, some better music, I don't know. If none of those options work, a massage, maybe she is stressed. Maybe she just needs a moment to woosah before he break her back. I don't know. But that shit, stop it. If you are a guy and you are watching this, you are listening to this, stop trying to force your penis into her vagina. Please. There are other ways that'll make it much easier for you in your life and her life that's more comfortable <laughs> because no oh grace saved me said spit is an absolute no-go absolutely yes spit is an absolute no-go no you're not just gonna spit on me also like that thing too i'm so glad you just pop this up because this really just reignited the fire that is within me and how I apologize to like younger me <laughs> because she just didn't know spit is a no-go because you're really spitting on me now yes am I, am I aware that there is a spit like people like to be spat on like I get that that's a kink yes I understand that completely and if that's what you like to do that's what you like to do I am not here to yuck your yum okay you get to doing whatever you find that is yummy and delicious okay you do that in the context of spitting on my pussy like aiming spitting on my pussy trying to make me wet actually does not make me wet if anything that's a temporary solution to a long-term problem because what's going to happen is if my vaginal canal is not actually aroused if it's not actually wet if it's not actually in tune with what we're about to do right all you're doing is spitting on what i like to say is desert ground you're spitting on the desert and then thinking that that's gonna just completely nourish and replenish like the whole desert floor however when you get to moving and shaking guess what we're going back to 
that same desert floor because eventually it's gonna dry up again it's gonna happen again so you could just grab some lube or you could eat some pussy okay or you could finger her like you could play with her like really truly enjoy her because now we have made it rain on the desert floor now we have some some nourishment some you know everything is replenished and nice and good and wet <laughs> so then when you get to moving and shaking and jiving we're not going back to the same desert ground spit is a no-go okay it's just no no just fix it like just you see the problem she not wet enough damn what can we do to fix this so that we can just have a full session and be happy it ain't spitting on her <laughs> it's not spitting on her <laughs> it's not damn like have you ever thought about how you used to have sex like before you started learning and stuff yep that's the moment i just had <laughs> listen sex for me now that i'm becoming more aware and like educated and stuff like that yo i was down bad out here what <laughs> also y'all answer me this would y'all like to hear more of my terrible sex capades dating stories on the pa on the podcast would y'all like to hear those stories because listen i have them if y'all would like to hear those stories, please let me know in the comments below. I'll include them if y'all want to hear them. Because what the fuck were we doing? <laughs> what were we doing? Like, I'm going to tell y'all one story. I'm going to tell y'all one story and that's it. So I remember, speaking of like toys i used to have a hesitation with toys right but i knew that i was interested in like anal play right so i remember i was um messing around with this guy like whatever easy shit regular shit like uh we meet up we fuck we go away like i never talk to you outside of that or you know he used to have horses he was a country boy he has horses so whenever i want to go see the horses then like yeah we'd hang out too real cute real nice um and I remember that I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm interested in, like, anal play or whatever. Um, and he was like, word, like, I'm into it, too. So I'm thinking, perfect, like, we're both into it. We can, you know, try it out together, right? And then I just remember, like, we were having sex. Everything was great and fine. And then he was like, like, he asked me, like, are you ready? As in, like, are you ready? Because we had came up, we had communicated before this. This is why I'm very pro, like, talk to your partner. He and I had previously talked about what would happen, you know, during our session, what he would say to let me know that, you know, he was interested in, um, like, switching positions and starting to do anal. And so he gave me, you know, his code word or whatever that he was going to switch and change. Um, and then he asked me, like, am I ready to go? And I was like, yeah, sure. So it didn't occur to me, to us, really, that this is why, oh, this is why I'm such an advocate for lube. Like, just use the fucking lube. Just use it. And he was like, are you ready? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Like, thinking, oh, this is going to be, like, different. And, mm, 
like, okay, I'm gonna try it. First time, ain't a play. First time, okay? And he just proceeded to attempt to shove his dick in my butt. The scream I let out. I know for sure people heard me yelling. <laughs> no, no, I got to cussing. I got the fuck up. I was going off. Like, how the fuck you gonna think you gonna put that in my ass? You ain't gonna, like, I was going off. And then with the sweetest face, he looked at me and he was like, how was I supposed to know? What else was I supposed to do? And I was like, that's a great question. What else were you supposed to do? Because we didn't know, like, yes, we've heard of lube. You know what I mean? But like when you're young, like, especially like teenage, young adult, you think that like lube is something for old people. Like old people use lube. You, you use lube because you can't get wet no more. So we didn't think like to buy lube. Also, we didn't think like, <laughs> we also didn't think, we assumed, and this goes back to like anatomy and learning the human body and learning how your body works and things like that, right? So you, we didn't think at the time, this is just ignorance is bliss, but in this case, it was not bliss. We didn't think about like, okay, this is my balloon knot. This is my asshole, okay? It doesn't work the same way that my vaginal canal does. Like if my vaginal canal is aroused, then she's more prone to being like open, right? That didn't cross like our minds at all. We just assumed that like, I'm, we, we're fucking, we're having a good time, everything lit, everything great, right? Coochie wet, dick hard. Guess what? Booty hole ready too. Y'all, none of that crossed our minds. It was such a terrible experience. It was such a terrible experience. And because we were young and because we just assumed that like your body is supposed to work a specific way, like in this way, that if everything else is like raring to go, that literally means that everything else is raring to go. Also, I'm young. I don't need fucking lube. Okay, that's for that's for the old bitches who can't get wet, right? We also didn't know how to have the conversation of like, okay, we tried it. It didn't work this way. Let's see if we could try something else. Let's see if we can go, you know, find a different way. Let's see if you can try your thumb instead of just going straight to dick. Um, we didn't have that conversation. We didn't have the conversation of like, well, maybe I know Lou, we think that Lou is for old people, but like, I kind of need help. You kind of need help. Why don't we use like Lou? We didn't think so. I go to a sex shop. We didn't have like just resource. First of all, Growing up in a Christian household and having sex before marriage already, I'm for damn sure not finna go ask nobody. Nobody that knows me, no. Also, I live in Alabama. Um, the closest, well, then, the closest sex shop to my house or to where we were was like an hour, hour and a half away. So no, we're not about to take a trip. 
no we're not gonna take a trip that was the last time i talked or saw that man that was the last time he and i ever spoke or saw each other i've never seen him again it was almost like a telepathic understanding that this was a terrible experience and we're never we're ne no i no and who knows we could have been able to like talk it through and have this huge breakthrough and everything but that was the first and last time i had anal anything for a while but by that point i was aware that lube and things like that were actually like good to use <laughs> and like starting with an anal plug that's smaller than you know your your partner's penis or whatever is a better place to start versus just trying to like ram it through that was a terrible experience <laughs> it was terrible never talk to him again never never talk to him again because and what was so bad about it also outside of like having a hurt asshole um and also like a bruised ego was the fact that i carried shame around that for a, a minute because I was like, damn, like, I can't have anal sex. Like, something is wrong with me. Like, why is it that everything else is revving to go? Everything else is, like, up and moving and great and dandy and fine. But I can't seem to do anal. When, in reality, it actually has nothing to do with me. It has to do with the way in which I prepare my body for anal. But I didn't know that. And so I carried shame around it. And I remember, like... I think it was a couple years after when I met um, my first dom um, and he wanted to introduce like anal or he had asked about anal and like if I would be into it or whatever. And I was like, now I'm not going to say that's a hard no, but it's a hard maybe not. <laughs> okay, it's a hard maybe not. And so then I was able to and was put into a space of like comfort and safety with someone who was more knowledgeable than I am and who was able to teach me the ways in which to go about anal and enjoying anal. And then like when I had the safe, positive experience, years later, I was like, damn, damn this this wasn't even I'm not gonna say this wasn't even as all, all it was cracked up to be because I had a great time um <laughs> but I wanted to like find the guy who I had the first experience with and be like hey, hey 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 I don't know if you learned this yet but like look this is what you're supposed to do this is how it's supposed to be and we just didn't know right because it's it's the more that you know, the more that you know, you learn. That's the reason why I say to remain curious and open about asking questions, having the conversation with your partner, and just learning and exploring and having fun and understanding that sometimes it won't work out the first time every single time. But that's when you go to the drawing board and you ask more questions and you look for more things and maybe, you know... The vibration was too hard and you just need to come off of it a little bit or, you know, y'all were going too fast and rushing into edging. I don't know. I don't care. Fire play. Wax play. Yes, fire play is a thing. Wax play is a great thing. Um, wax play is fun. Do not go get a regular ass candle that you can go buy at a store and try to do wax play. You'll burn somebody doing that. Don't do that. However, go to like a sex shop and find like sex wax and temperature play 
so much fun trying different things out and what you do and don't like like choking bondage I don't know sensory deprivation like it could be real cute and lovely but you have to be open to learning those things you have to slow down when you're learning those things and you're trying those things out because rushing into those things could end up first of all with someone being extremely uncomfortable and unhappy um also just being fearful like feeding that fear like because it didn't work the first time then damn I'm, I'm i don't want to do it again you know what i mean but it's trial and error it's contextual it's learning what you do and don't like as i always say it's learning you your partner and finding a new extension with a new toy or you know trying lube and enjoying anal or enjoying your partner longer i don't know you know guys when i say anal y'all are also included and if you are into anal play as a man that does not make you homosexual because a woman is in your booty hole not a man remember that if a woman plays with your butt it is not homosexual just like if a woman uses a toy on you it's not homosexual why because a woman is using it on you <laughs> that's it that's all get the fuck over that shit it's stupid have fun enjoy sex love sex love yourself love your partner trust your partner trust yourself that you guys will get to exactly where you need to get to where you want to get to every single time and you guys will have tons and tons of fun doing it every single time so i'm actually about to get kicked off so thank you guys so much for joining me, having this conversation with me, letting me ramble, interacting with me, all of that good stuff. Um, I will talk to you guys later. Of course, you can follow me here. You can find me here. Um, any updates on the podcast, you can go to Welcome to the Layer podcast. Um, I'll make sure to put it all in the description and everything like that for later on if you want to come back and view it. Um, also, also, also. Um, I'm still open to allowing anyone else in who is interested in doing shadow work prompts with me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get the group started sometime or set up sometime this week. Um, we'll be able to go forward with that. So if you're still interested in doing shadow work prompts or anything like that, let me know and I'll add you into the group. Also, for all of your needs for sensuality and sexuality empowerment coaching, hit me up. You can go to my page and press the book me button or you can go over to um, Leah Larae, L-E-A-H-L-A-R-A-E dot M-S at gmail.com and you guys can email me or because we just got the website up you can go to the website up at www.thelayer.co thelayer.co and you can um, hit me up there for any questions concerns if you want to go ahead and book a consultation an appointment with me or if you would like to have me come speak um, at your school your church your business whatever the case um so yes, I am off and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I love you. I like you. Peace and blessings.